I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, I'm back from the dead while Andrew is away, so I guess we should just get into some critical thinking. Yes, I'm Pat Oni filling in for Andrew Coppins while he is away. Yes, I'm, <coughs> excuse me, back from the dead, um, though I was never really dead to begin with. I just, I've had a cold all week. And one of my biggest pet peeves is is coughing into the microphone like I just did. So um, that's why I haven't really been on all week. Plus, I was going to do a show yesterday too, because um, Andrew was out yesterday as well, and um, I ended up in the hospital with my wife um, just because the uh, you know as you many of you know she is pregnant, and right now she has to go through um, so many tests every week and stuff for the baby in our final few weeks here of the pregnancy and uh, some of the testing wasn't going the way they would have liked it to yesterday. So they sent her to the hospital. And so I met her over there and we spent some time over there yesterday as well. So um, not, not a great week in the Oni household, if you will. Um, You know, been sick, um, have a cold, have baby stuff going on you know, plus a full-time job on top of it all. And, and it just, that is the week that I've had not to mention the week that's been the news. And we, we've had a lot of great topics this week. Um, Andrew's done a great job, um, going solo style, hitting all the hard hitting topics. Um, I really appreciated the truth or fiction Tuesday that he did. Um, I also really liked what he did, um, yesterday in terms of the worldview Wednesday as well. Um, that was really, really well done. I'm going to for today. I know it's Friday. I know many of you are used to the, um, you know, best and worst takes, crowning a brand new Richard of the Week. I'm still going to do some of that, but I'm going to combine what I was planning on doing yesterday into today's show. Um, and th- that I'm going to get to here in just a second, but uh, I will still do the still do the best and worst take. <coughs> I am, however, going to punt on 
the <laughs> Richard of the Week this week. Um, so that we will continue that when uh, Andrew and I are back next week. Um, and uh, just as a little preview, I, I'm also going to be talking with Andrew on this too. Um, somebody actually decided to call me woke um, the other day on social media for simply saying that um, what kind of guns people own is no one's business and that our God-given rights are not up for debate. That's all I said. Someone actually called me woke for that. And I want to talk about that next week along with what are what you know what what does it mean to be uh, have a god-given right and um how does the second amendment fall into that so just a little preview hopefully for next week don't know exactly what day we'll do that on <coughs> but we will do that and please excuse me i know i'm i'm actually still sick um i still have a slight cough um i am much better than i was at the beginning of the week um, you know, I, I, I have a lot more energy and things like that. And, and basically normal, I just still have a slight cough and I'm still a little congested at the same time. So, so please forgive me for that. However, all that said, I want to get into, um, this topic that, that I was going to do yesterday. And this, this came in the wake of, um, well, I don't know if this was actually mentioned in general. I haven't because I haven't watched all of the general conference. And um, for those that don't know what general conference is, it is the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints. They do it every six months, where the leadership of the church gets up and speaks to um, the church, the people of the church worldwide. And um, that was that took place a couple of weeks ago. Um, that was the weekend of my wife's baby shower, so I didn't get a whole big chance to to really watch. I have to go back and actually listen to it, but. Um, President Russell M. Nelson, who is the president of the church, we also consider him to be the prophet um, of uh, in the church as well. Um, and so, um, he there's a meme of him, and it's six ways to disagree. And I'm I'm gonna just start off by reading these off. It says, "Express feelings with love. Don't think you know best. Don't compete." Don't rigorously defend your position. Let the Spirit guide your conversations. Be filled with charity and the love of Christ. I want to start off by, you know, if there's anybody that happens to be LDS in, in this audience or, or sympathetic to the LDS faith in this audience, I, I want to start off by just saying this. I am not criticizing necessarily president russell m nelson directly um i'm not speaking ill of him i'm not i'm not doing any of those things i think he's a really good man um i do believe that you know in, in my faith we would consider him to be a prophet of god i do believe that i I'm, I'm not criticizing any of that at all i do however have some questions about this particular um set of principles because in in principle, I, I would agree with what's being said here on, on how to disagree with someone. However, how do you disagree with someone that doesn't at least share some kind of commonality in your values and principles? Or maybe not maybe commonality is the wrong word for it. Maybe it is the respect for your values and principles. If there isn't 
a mutual respect of that of of each other's values and principles even though you may disagree with said values and principles that you know there's a social contract there um how how does any of this actually work and i wanted to critically think through this real time and I, and i'm going to start with this example i'm about to become a dad and I have very specific standards of how I want to raise my son. Will I be perfect at it? No. Will my wife be perfect at it? No. We will not. Um, we, and I, anybody that would tell you otherwise that, that, that they are going to raise their children by some perfect standard is lying to you because no one is perfect. I am not perfect. Um, however, I do have a set of standards that I want to raise my, my son by. That being said, if someone wants to violate those standards of how I want, to, how I believe my son should be raised, I'm going to have a real problem with. Take, for example, this current culture that we are in where we have tranny madness in the schools and the constant attacks from the rainbow jihad. Now, this is not an attack on those who happen to be gay or happen to be trans. That's not this. Okay. So let's get all get that out of our heads right now. What this is, is I don't want my son having to be subjected to these kinds of teachings in school, nor should he be, especially at a very young age. There are subjects that can be taught in school, but they are age appropriate. I don't want my son being sexualized in kindergarten. And if someone's going to tell me otherwise that this is how it has to be, we are going to have a real problem on our hands. So, taking these principles, um, and, and I would say that the one principle that really stands out to me is let the Spirit guide your conversations, because I think that this could be something that could be applied in all situations. I really do. That might include walking away, pulling my son out of that school or out of that particular classroom is what it might entail. But if I'm not allowed to do those things, we have a real problem. So how do you share a culture with people like that? How do you share a culture with those that believe that because you happen to be of a certain race or that you're white, male, straight, and Christian, that you are somehow less of a person than someone who is not or don't deserve to be treated the same as those who believe differently. How do you share a culture like that? Can you express feelings with love? Yes. But what if, but, but am I supposed to love something that's evil or love someone that is evil? Do, do I th don't think I know what's best? Well, how, how when it comes to my son, who knows better? Besides maybe, maybe my wife and, and, and also God, right? I, I think those would be the only two, only two people that I would ever say that would know what's best for my son more than I do would be perhaps my wife and God. Anybody else? <coughs> Excuse me. I take with a grain of salt. Uh, 
So when it comes to fighting and standing up for my son and making sure that my son is being raised by a very particular standard, who knows better? Uh, don't compete. Um, in, in this kind of situation, yeah, I'm going to compete. I'm going to compete because I don't want my son subject, subjected to certain standards. Um, if you don't want to be subjected to certain things um, in certain ways of life, that, that is your right. So to compete to where you don't have to, to, to deal with those things and put up with those things within your own personal life, I think is perfectly realistic. Especially with those that are trying <coughs> to put to push something that is evil on you. So I, 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 I don't necessarily agree with that in this situation either. Don't rigorously defend your position. Well, if, if I am constantly being attacked, the more I'm going to defend. That defense might be as simple as walking away and doing something as extreme as pulling my child out of that school or out of that classroom at, at the very least that's what it might entail um but i will always rigorously defend my family um especially if that particular issue is coming after my family that is my job as a husband and a father is to protect my family um, and like I said, let the spirit guide your conversations. I, again, I think this one is one thing that, that is like universally applicable and also with being filled with the charity and pure love of Christ. I told this to Andrew the other day and I, I gave him this example. I said, you know, sometimes, sometimes righteous anger has to be, has to be there. Sometimes we have to do what Jesus did in the temple in Jerusalem where he started uh, knocking down shops and stands within um, the temple because they weren't supposed to be there. It's, it's a sacred place, and here you have all these things that are not sacred in a sacred place. It was righteous anger. And, and to, to look at our culture, there has to be, in my mind, Yes, we can lovingly disagree with one another, but I, I, we can only lovingly disagree with those, I think, that can at least respect our principles and values. We can't just lovingly disagree with those that, would, that wish to do evil unto us. We have to call evil out for what evil is. Otherwise, we just become passive to that evil. And, and that's exactly what we're seeing in our culture. That's what I'm trying to get at, is that we can't just sit here and say, oh, we're going we're gonna to allow all of this in schools and, and allow the sexualizing of children in schools. And I use this as an example because this, this is one that's hitting closer to home to me. There's, there are other examples that I could pull from. But in this particular example... Sexualizing children is wrong. It's evil. We have to call that out. We can't just say we disagree and not rigorously defend that position. That's a losing battle. It's evil. We must stand up to evil. We must, the good people of this world, of this country, must stand up to evil, especially if you want to revive liberty and even have a shot at reviving liberty in this country, 
You must stand up. There can be no fence setters in these kinds of things. So while I, I um, greatly love and respect the president of my church, and I, and I understand the intent of where he is coming from with these six ways to disagree, I fundamentally disagree that these are applicable in all situations. I think a few of them are. But I think there are a few things here that I would absolutely challenge and and respectfully disagree with him on. Um, because I'm not I'm not going to just passively let evil take over my life, take over my family life, and and especially influence my son. It's my job to teach him otherwise, and I hope that I can. I I, I hope I will be the dad that I want to be. Um, and I, I, I sincerely hope that my son will um, listen and learn from me, but also learn from the mistakes that I've made over the years. Um, so that, that is, that is my honest, my honest and true hope here. Um, and I, I do hope that he can be uh, filled with the, the charity and pure love of Christ. Um, and I do hope that he will let the spirit um, guide his conversations and and guide what he does ultimately with his life that is my hope that is what i strive to um i think that's what many of us strive to whether you're in the lds faith or not i think this is what a lot of us do strive to do we don't we don't have to we don't have to go out there and and like rub everyone's noses in it that we disagree with them um you know we all have friends i mean even andrew and i we disagree with each other on the show every now and again we respect each other though and you'll hear me say fair a lot that doesn't necessarily mean that i agree with him um it just means that i recognize that he's made a fair point uh i recognize that the the point that he is trying to make is coming from a good place that doesn't mean he's right. That doesn't mean I'm right, by the way. There's, there have been many times where I've been When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wrong. Um, and I would be the first person to tell you that. But that is ultimately where I end up here is that it's it's okay to disagree with people. But we can't we can't just say, oh... Let's just disagree with those that, that would otherwise do evil unto us and unto our our communities and our, our way of life. 
I, I cannot abide that. I cannot. And, and just simply disagreeing with him and, and letting it go, it's not enough. It is not enough. That said, let's get into the uh, worst take of the week. And for me, um, this came from OutKick. And I, I wanted to do something different, a little different. <coughs> Excuse me. I wanted to do something a little different um, from all the Hamas, Jerusalem, um, Israel, all that, that, all that stuff. Because I that that has been a complete vacuum in the news all week. I mean, my all my my entire Twitter feed has been basically been filled with all stuff Israel. Um, and and don't get me wrong, rightfully so. Uh, and so and I and I totally understand what's going on over there is is very bad. And I'm actually going to talk about that here in a few minutes too, um, with my best take. But I wanted to do something different for the worst. And um, it comes again. It comes from Outkick, and it's UK magazine named Dylan Mulvaney Woman of the Year because, of course, it did. <coughs> my thing is this. Um, Can we stop using this guy as some sort of clickbait? Because I, 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 I do wonder sometimes if these news outlets actually believe the words they're putting to print. I mean, how, how could they? Something so crazy and so absurd as a guy pretending to be a woman actually being the woman of the year. There's no way, right? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they actually are this crazy. <coughs> but are they really? Do they really believe this? Um, Attitude Magazine, the best-selling LGBTQ uh, plus publication, which I, I guess there's my answer. Um, publication in the UK and Europe has named the flamboyant, <coughs> excuse me, TikToker, it's 2023 Woman of the Year. The London-based mag, mag uh, presented Mulvaney with a title Wednesday during an elaborate ceremony sponsored by Virgin Atlantic and Jaguar. Jaguar, really? As in, like, the car? Why? Oh, boy. Um, Mulvaney said, some see me as Woman of the Year, some see me as uh, Woman of the Year, and some change. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, noting his decision to document his journey into girlhood um, just 560 days later. Again, how, how do people actually believe this? I mean... Are, we, we want to live in some sort of fantasy world, apparently, where the lie is the point. Where we can just feel good and be whatever we want and, and just feel good about whatever it is. It, or, no matter how perverted it might be, it's, it's fantasy. That, that's what this is. This is fantasy. This is, this is a complete joke. This is clickbait, really, for, what was it? Um, what was the magazine again? Um, Attitude Magazine. 
yeah, they're an LGBTQ plus. I, I, I get it. Okay. I, I get that they're that kind of publication, but to me, this guy has just become a, a prop in the media that people use because he's quite a popular influencer supposedly, um, and gets a lot of attention. And so they, they, they use that to their advantage. That's just, again, this is just one man's opinion here. You know, I, how do you actually justify this at the end of the day? How do you, how do you justify the lie in your head? Well, I guess if you, uh, meet your quota for the, for the quarter and, and your pocketbooks are lined and you get all the clicks that you need and all the attention and the viewership that you need, then that's what matters, right? And that's, that's not what Andrew and I care about on the show. We care about telling the truth as we see it. Um, and, and we try to tell the truth. That's what we strive to do. I should, I, we don't just tell the truth as we see it. We try to tell the truth. That's what we aim for. We let the facts speak for themselves. Fact is, Dylan Mulvaney is a guy. He always will be a man. He is not a woman. Woman of the year. And I was just, I, just a little bit ago, I was actually having a, a similar conversation with my sister-in-law about this. And I, I said, you know, we, we've gotten to the point in our culture where apparently men are now better than women because men are transitioning to become women. So everything a woman can do and, and all the feminism and all the things that we've been taught over the years are how great women are and how much better women are better than men at X, Y, and Z and can do everything a man can do. Well, apparently now a man can just become a woman and do that better. Is, is that the culture we really want to live in? Again, it's, it's, it's the fantasy world, right? It's where the lie is the point. That's the only conclusion I can come up with. And it's such a terrible, terrible take that... We, <coughs> I mean, how? How can can we actually truly celebrate this? Um, it, it's, it's a completely... Well, albeit a, a true story that's actually happening in the news that, that they actually did do this, it's a complete lie. And I, I'm just, I'm tired of seeing stories like this where, oh, hey, uh, we're going to nominate this dude to be the woman of the year, even though he's not a woman. It, we're, we're lying to ourselves, especially if you buy into this kind of stuff. We are lying to ourselves. And to each other. That being said, um, my best take, and this is actually going to come in the wake of what's going on over in Israel right now. Um, this actually comes from my friend Eric Mutsos, who on, on Facebook the other day said, At this point, just because I believe Hamas actually did these horrific things in Israel doesn't mean that I agree that bombing Gaza with almost 2 million innocent people, is the right solution either. Can't we be against terrorism without going full-scale full world war? Amen to that, by the way. Um, 
I, I've thought a lot about what's been going on over in Israel and, and what the response ought to be and how our country should respond to what's going on over in Israel. First of all, if we're going to do anything in Israel, let's pull all the funding from Ukraine because we shouldn't be funding them anymore anyway. And maybe maybe putting some of it towards Israel. <coughs> towards Israel, maybe. I don't know if that's the right answer or not. I do know that stopping funding to Ukraine is the right answer, but I don't know... How much, how much do we get involved with what's going over in Israel? The only reason I say this is because they actually are an ally. <coughs> They've been one of our biggest allies. And, um, and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that Israel is necessarily innocent of everything either. I, I've heard a lot of things from a lot of people who are very pro-Israel and th- on stuff that, you know, where they've even done some not good things. No one, there are no innocent sides here. There are none. <coughs> but I guess my point is, and this is where I'm, I'm ultimately going with this, and this is where Eric is ultimately going with this. At what point do we stop with the endless wars and just for the, the sake of of doing it this way, why not just hunt the bad guys? Why do we have to put innocent people in danger in the process? Why, you know, I understand Hamas is the bad guy here. Iran is the bad guy here, right? Because, you know, they're allegedly funding Hamas. And by allegedly, they are funding Hamas. Um, And probably with our money. So, why don't we just hunt the bad guys and go after the bad guys rather than do a full-scale war. Doesn't that make more sense? We're talking about bombing. We're talking about moving ships in. We're talking about, I mean, name it. I mean, this is this would be the war on terror, if you will, on steroids if we just go to war. Hamas isn't like some kind of nation. It's 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 an organization, yes, but it's it's an ideal. I mean, it, it's 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 a hydra. It, it's kind of like ISIS. You you cut one head off, fundamentally destroy that organization. It rises up as something else. It's it's not going to end. So, why start another war over it, and why not just hunt the bad guys instead? That, that seems to make a lot more sense. That seems to be more logical and probably more effective in the long run. So that, that's going to be my best take for the week. How I want to end the show today, though, I want to end it with just a uh, article from Babylon B. And this one, again, hit kind of close to home. That's why I chose this one because, you know, I'm, I'm a few weeks away from being a dad. Um just over three to be exact um that that's how close we are folks um i'm not gonna lie um i thought i was gonna be pretty chill and okay with all of this and ultimately i i i am but to say that i am not nervous anxious and even scared as hell about what comes next and 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 
to understand how my life is going to change, which I, I welcome this change. I want this to happen. <coughs> but it's almost like it's one of those things we've wanted it for so long. It's almost It almost feels like it's still too good to be true. And, you know, you, you kind of build up these expectations in your head and you want, you know, all these things to happen. And, and on some level, they probably will. They may not happen when you necessarily want them to, but I, I just, <coughs> excuse me, I promise I'm going to end this in a second too, because I'm starting to cough more. Um, all I'm saying is, it's just, it's like, wow, um, this is, this is happening and it's scary and it's good, but it's still scary. That That's, that's kind of how close we are. And I just, I have these moments almost daily now where it's just like, oh, that's happening. Yay and crap all at the same time. So and if you're having, um, if you've had similar experiences, uh, let me know. You can uh, tweet at me at the Pattern Show. You can also tweet at uh, Andrew at the Coppin Show. Um, I should have said this up front too. There is no Rumble video today. Um, so, But you can still go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking as well um, and, and follow us there. And also follow us on on whatever podcast platform you listen to and give us a five-star rating because, you know, it helps Andrew's ego um, to know that uh, you're out there listening and that, that, you know, people can better find us and consume our content as well. Um, but I want to end the show on this uh, from a, from an article from the Babylon Bee. It says nine reasons to let your, the government raise your kids. Uh, it says watching your own kids is hard and childcare is so expensive. That's why you should just let the government take care of them. The Babylon Bee is here to encourage you with the following list of reasons why trusting the government to raise your kids might really pay off. One, the government always does a great job at everything it does. Have you ever seen the government fail at anything? Don't think so. Two, the Fed raised 11 from Stranger Things and that turned out great. It was encouraging to see how seriously the, the, the government took its responsibility to keep an eye on her. Three, California is already doing it. If there's one thing we've learned in the past few years is that you should always follow California's example. Four, uh, your child might learn a cool secret reptilian language that will come in handy for his high school field trip to D.C. Five, when they turn out turn out bad you can just blame republicans for lack of funding johnny's meth dealer now curse you republicans six it's not fair for your child to have a better education than others uh, your kids should just get some low quality schooling as all of other kids being raised by government it's all about fairness folks seven Free babysitting so you can practice self-care and several glasses of wine. Uh, the only thing more important than caring for your child is caring for yourself. You deserve it. Eight. <coughs> they will always be fully vaccinated. The most important thing when it comes to raising children is to inject them with as many experimental drugs as possible. Nine. They will learn to obey their parent. 
which is now the government. As a sane, warm-hearted parent, looking at the list should you put your mind at ease and just have a rush, a, a rushing to hand your kids off to the government, said no sane person ever, by the way. And I will leave you with that. Um, I'm Pat Oni filling in for Andrew Coppice Day. This has been Critical Thinking. We will see you on Monday. Until then, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And don't be like Joe Biden still falling up the stairs. See you Monday. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.